welcome to episode two of What's Happening. I am literally, as you guys are as well, um, stuck in Groundhog's Day here with, um, uh, you know, quarantine and all that sort of stuff. So this is the second episode of the podcast. Obviously, we're doing a little bit different format. We can't be face to face because of social distancing. And so we have decided that we're going to take some of our guests that are going to be on and just do little mini sessions. Um, so uh, with me today is Dennis Gable. Um, Dennis is, uh, yep, he's a dancer, um, uh, not by trade or training, but he just <laughs> likes to dance. Um, Dennis is uh, a, um, a marketing genius, a creative, um, uh, he is a brand manager, uh, marketing strategist, brand strategist. Uh, Dennis is responsible for creating, uh, as we affectionately call him, Little T, the, uh, uh, my little bobblehead emoji uh, floating in space there. Um, and uh, Dennis, uh, as a as a uh, consequence of us getting to get together and get creative all the time, Dennis has become one of my best friends. So, dude, thank you so much for uh, being on here, and uh, thank you for being you, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is standard standard operating procedure. <laughs> yeah, it get. I I wonder what would happen if like somebody followed us around with a camera for a day. It would be, be short lived. It'd be, it'd be quick, it'd be quick series. Can't air that. Can't air that. Shouldn't have filmed that. No, not doing that. So, so dude, um, you know, you've been, you've been holed up just like the rest of us. And uh, um, I've been seeing the scene behind you a lot because you and I, uh, and our marketing team and what we do on our, you know, on our regular basis, um, is a lot of engagement. So, um, we have, we've adapted, we're using zoom, we're using, uh, Marco Polo, an app, and we send each other videos and whatever. I mean, part of it is good substance and part of it is just us having fun. How have, you know, with your other client engagements with what you do, um, how have you seen your business change and be affected by social distancing and, and quarantine? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a little bit crazy. Like I, what I've found most is that I've saved an enormous amount of time by not driving. Like, honestly, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've got back is like two to four hours a day of not driving anywhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm an extrovert and I love meeting with people and I love being out and about and all that stuff. Um, I love lunch meetings and I love in-person meetings and, you know, I would always take somebody up if there was like a new client consult, I'd say, well, let's just meet for lunch or we'll meet for coffee for an hour when really I could just call them for 15 minutes or, you know, do a, a video call and take 20 or 30 minutes as opposed to driving for 30 minutes and then meeting for an hour and then driving another 30 minutes back. And so mm -hmm. what, what I've really learned, what I'm trying to, to put into play in my business is how do I keep this momentum of time after everything goes back to normal because I don't want to lose that time again. Like I'm, I've been really creative during this time, like really able to process where I want my business to go and, you know, setting it up for my business hasn't really been that affected. I mean, I lost clients in the beginning um, that were going to be new and then they chose not to, to roll with it because everything was kind of up in the air. But for the most part, my business hasn't really been affected. Um, and so how do I keep this momentum, but then grow it exponentially with what I'm 
creating now. Um, and so I'm creating some things that I didn't want to create. The first time that you and I recorded the What's Happening podcast that never aired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the Lost Files. <laughs> the b-sides of what's happening um we talked about how i didn't want to be the guy who would record an online course this has changed everything totally right so in quarantine i created an instagram course like how to for instagram and um my startup sessions i'm actually going to turn it into an online course where i basically teach people the these certain you know seven to ten foundational principles of how to manage your brand. So I'm even gonna change what it is. Like the brand producer name that I operate under is really going to go into effect. I'm going to um, more more effectively consider myself and call myself the brand producer. And I'm going to create content that helps people produce their own stuff. You know, it'd be like um, Timbaland teaching a course for people on how to record music or how to produce and then kids watching it in their garage and making music, you know, like do the same thing for, for business owners. So it's really helped me to pivot and see how I can actually maximize my time, how how I can maximize my, the money that I'm able to make with the time that I'm spending and then have free time with my kids. Like we went on bike rides and walks every single day of quarantine when they're at my house, which is not something that we would do in our normal life. And so it's it's so funny how that's worked, man. It's so funny how that, how we've all picked up and adjusted and changed and pivot, um, how we're doing things that, you know, even walking and biking and, you know, family stuff. Um, I'm seeing so many more people. We as a family, if, if, uh, we've really liked riding bikes and we put Marty in his little trailer and we'll go, we'll go, uh, tool around the neighborhood. And we were doing that quite a bit before all this came down. And now we're seeing the number of people that are, that are doing it, um, is increased dramatically. So it's, it's funny how we're seeing that. Um, Dude, with you as, as with your company, with what you do professionally, um, you know, that the brand producer, I mean, the, 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 the brand that, that you created for yourself encompasses what you do. And part of producing people's brands is getting, getting to try to dig into them. And you and I are such good friends and, you know, have talked about, um, you know, what makes it successful when you when you dig in and what made us successful with with your ability to create the brand and really it comes down to that like openness and being authentic and being straightforward and um in this situation where you are normally seeking the authenticity from people and you're digging in and trying to get them to open up to you and to emote and then once they get to that point that's where the magic happens and you're able to create for them the image that they wanted mm-hmm. in this situation. Have you seen people, you know, obviously the people that you work with already, um, have you seen uh, a general trend with the way that they're being emotive about their businesses? Are you seeing people kind of dialing it down? Are you seeing them ratchet it up? What are you seeing from like a, how is the business owner that you engage with um, responding from an emotional level to what's going on? Um, that's a great question. The, my the clients that I have now that have, are still with me, you being one of them, obviously, all have their foot on the gas, which is really cool. Like it's really cool for me to be a part of. Um, and I don't know what part I've played in that with, you know, uh, that that drive and that momentum. But everybody that I work with on an ongoing basis has their foot on the pedal. And you know, I was on um, a call with another one of the people I work with uh, about an hour ago. 
and he was trying to communicate to his team something. And I was like, look, this is the point. The point is like, keep your foot on the pedal and how, what are you doing now? What can you do now that other people aren't willing to do? And that's really like the willingness thing is something that's played a big part in me. I think generally a lot of people have taken their foot off the gas, not that they've stopped, but they're just sort of coasting waiting to see. I think waiting to see is um, a game that a lot of people are playing and, and it's a losing game. Like if you're ever going to take a risk in life, take that shit now. Like this is the, this is the risk moment, not in six months when, when there's some stability again, but risk that shit now because every, so many people are like, just wait and see whatever's going to happen. And I'm not a wait and see kind of guy. I'm like, but that's why I'm good at what I do. I see a, I see a hole and I want to fucking go attack it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've seen a lot of like, we'll just wait here until. Well, dude, I think that's, you know, it's interesting that you say like, I think a lot of people are in that wait and see. And I think when you're outside of the, um, the entrepreneurial community, I think you start seeing some more of that. And I think your position, I bet you see more people that are foot on the gas because they're the entrepreneurs. We're used to, to a certain extent, being in control of our destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously I can't control micro or macroeconomic forces. I can't control whether people are really going to be buying or selling houses um, and when and all of that stuff. But like, I'm used to, I've got no one coming down from a top telling me, Hey man, you just lost your job. I'm, I've got to sit here and say, how am I going to feed my family and how am I going to keep, um, how am I going to keep the work plentiful and work on it and keep pushing to keep the deals coming so that one, I can keep my family fed and, and keep engaging with you and keep, you know, uh, the contractors and the other people that, that we work with. Like, this is not just about, you know, the individual entrepreneur. This is about the business continuity and keeping, keeping things, you know, flowing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I hope my kids, cause they're having a weird moment too, right? Like our kids aren't in school. Dude, it's so weird and for everyone. It, you know, there's part of it that sucks. Like I look forward during the school year, I look forward to that five or six hours where I can dedicate myself and do work and do the things. Yeah. And, yes. you know, it's, it's hard uh, being, you know, a single dad on this side with, without a partner and without a roommate and without a helper. Like I'm, five days in a row, I have to really wrap my head around how to manage it all well. And that's difficult. Um, but what I hope my kids are seeing is that while the world is panicking, their dad is working hard. And while mm-hmm. the world is freaking out, their dad has peace. And while the world is freaking out, their dad is saying, let's go on a bike ride. Everything's going to be okay. Let's, you know, really double down and pour into what we can do well uh, for our family so that when it all goes back to normal, I mean, fuck, man, I want to use quarantine as a time to make money so that I can take my kids on vacation this summer. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, yep. As opposed to like just sort of waiting for it all well, to dude, come back. I think, I think you nailed it. Like it's that control because you have taken that initial risk of separating from the corporate world and creating your own business to stand on top of and run and go chase the way that you've wanted to. Now, dude, we've all, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you've tasted risk. Mm. The second you forego that first paycheck, you, you're tasting that risk. And so you've already tasted risk. And now the world is just a little riskier. And is it more risky? And within that risk, is there opportunity? Damn right. And where is it? 
and how can you go chase it? So you're nailing the exact, like, that's, that's what I, that's what I started feeling. And I'm not saying like, I'm not head in the sand. Oh, all is sunshine and you know, whatever uh, primrose path. But, um, I know that the real people are being really affected. I know, I personally know people. Mm -hmm. Um, I thank goodness, knock on wood. My business has been good and robust and solid. Um, I don't know if that's going to end or when, but all I know is that I can control what I can control and I'm going to dig in deeply and control my business. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think having that baseline of a little bit of control allows the entrepreneur and the business owner um, to maybe not feel as panicky or as like, well, let's just see where it's going to go because, well, yeah, it's going to, I'm going to be affected by the mainstream of this thing. But if I can, carve out a little bit of a niche on the edge, maybe it's safer waters, you know, and being an entrepreneur, we have the ability to to pivot like that. Yeah. Uh, And I spent the first week of like true quarantine when it was suggested shut down, you know, like suggested stay at home and all that. I probably spent, this is not an exaggeration, 20 hours of my time in the first seven days helping people learn how to post on Instagram. That was why I made the course because it was like, I was having the same conversation every day. People were like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I was like, I don't know. What do you do now? <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Like, right. what, what do you do now and how can you do it? And, uh, and what way can we pivot it so that we, so that you can, you know, fucking run forward. My ex-wife Jenna is even on that list. Like I spent an hour and a half with her. Like, here's what you're good at. Here's what you need to talk about. Here's where the economy is. Here's what people are thinking and doing. People, businesses who have money need you more than ever. She runs a virtual assistant company. It's like, this is your moment. If you don't fucking take a risk and she was like, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be on, you know, I don't want to take videos and do that. And I was like, I don't give a shit about what you want. If you want to succeed in this particular moment, there's no, I don't want to, there's no, I don't want to. Cause it's there and it's open, you know? And I think um, what I love about, not just our friendship, but one, one of the things that really has inspired me about you specifically is that you keep going to your office. Nobody's there. You're, you know, it's a ghost town. Like I'm not at risk. (laughs) Right. You're going to your office so that you can, and you are fortunate to work in an essential industry, right? So Mm -hmm. you, you are not, you're not breaking any rules, not doing anything wrong. You're not being around people who could affect you or your family. Like there's an open building and you're going to that open building so that you can focus and dedicate to make sure that you still are providing for your family. Like that has been really, really inspiring to me because you could fucking lay in the pool every day. You know what I mean? Like you've got people on your team that you could go put to work and instead you're, you're the one that's there. Not that the other people on your team aren't working, but it's fucking really inspiring that you're not just working on your tan and sitting in the pool and, you know, doing those things. And it's not that you're not doing those things or that you can't or shouldn't, but your, your dedication to what you're doing is fucking really inspiring. Thank you, dude. I thank you very much. I, you know, uh, if, if me coming to the office makes me an inspiration, then, you know, call call me Miles Davis or (laughs) Whatever the <laughs> call me Father Teresa. Yeah, call yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. I could have gone in some different directions, but um, uh, but dude, I mean that that I if I'm if could I carve out space in my house and be relatively effective? I could, but I the 
the the lens through which I'm seeing this is the opportunity lens. And I am like, so like chomping at the bit to just keep working on my business, not just in it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've said it before and it's like, dude, I, we're, we're improving our processes. I'm rebuilding. I've taken the, 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 the master task list that I have for all the moving parts that I've, and I've literally blown it up and pieced it back together and just went on and added more today and realized my, my empty seat in my executive assistant spot, I have 58 written tasks, 58 for that person that, that we've divided among the team and that 25 of them are getting done. The rest aren't. And, you know, we're still a client facing all the, we're doing all the good stuff and doing it right. But like Mm -hmm. the finer detail that I've built into my business over the last, you know, eight years, some of those little fine points aren't being done. So the, it's just, you know, we're getting through it, but not the way that we, that we want to, but, but again, it's like working on it and realizing, okay, I have roles to fill. I just had a call with uh, my executive coach uh, before you and I chatted and it's like, all right, I've got a candidate and it's time to time to get out there and just pull the trigger and let's, let's go. Is it risky? Yes. But do I feel like I'm in control of my destiny? Yes. Unless something, you know, bigger comes down from the economy, but right now I'm controlling what I can control Mm -hmm. and I'm helping my clients to control what they can control. There are plenty of ways that we can that we can skin this in this economy. There's opportunity in every housing market. Our housing market, um, uh, you know, hasn't um, the, the the rules haven't changed. It's all operating the way it's operating. So now it's well, let's go control what we can control. The the world is spinning around us. It might be upside down, but my legs are still planted on the ground. Your legs are planted on the ground. The people we're engaging with are planted on the ground. So, mm-hmm. um, dude, I you know. I think there's a lot, a lot more to come. And I think I like out of this conversation, the lesson, you know, instantly that you went down is, is, is just that like working, working on your business and taking control and just trying to be that solid rock of example for your children and the people in your sphere. I'm still Mm -hmm. working. I'm still producing. We are still doing the right stuff for our clients and our families. And I think that's a, that speaks volumes to, to who you are. Um, dude, Thank you so much for coming on. This is first first mini sesh of our yeah. our uh, what's happening podcast. Um, can't wait to get you on when we can do a little more long form and uh, peel back a couple of the uh, uh, the layers of the Dennis Gable onion. Um, which, dude, definitely. Now that I say that, it'll definitely make you cry. We'll we'll get a couple tears out of it. I'll cry for See, sure already. Just thinking about it, you tear it up. But, uh, but no, can't wait to have you uh, have you on for a for a full blown sesh um, once once we're able to um, you know get out of our uh, out of our coops here and and get set back up in our in our studio. We'll be rocking and rolling. But thank you, brother. I love you very much. Thank you, you so much for coming on. All right, yeah, dude. Sure. We'll, we'll talk love soon. You. Later. See you. Bye.